The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. God's up, giddy up. Welcome to Failure to Stop, the number one channel where police meet society and culture. You have stumbled into the Last Call episode. It's Last Call Wednesdays, hump day, Last Call, where we give you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. Who is they? Who who is they, you ask? Well, it's myself, Eric Tanzi, and Deadleg from Deadleg Media. And we chuck up all the news that's that's relevant, uh, the things that people might be talking about at the barbecue. And by people, I mean civilians. And as a first responder, it's important that you're all things to all people. You can't just be talking about first responder stuff all the time. And so this is a show. Listen, we're not journalists by any means. And we're not trying to uh, to be a journalist. But what we're trying to do is give you something, ammo, to talk about over the weekend so you don't just sit there like a, like a step along. Why this show is important and why I came up with this show is because so many cops are like, I don't want to get into politics. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into pop culture news. I don't want to get into pop culture. I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. Well, then what are you, what are you talking about at the civilian barbecue? What are you talking about with people? You're not. You're antisocial. Trying to break that. Bridging the gap between society and culture. That's what this channel's always been about. And so we're giving you the things to talk about that are going on. Um, and so that you sound somewhat, you have somewhat of an argument at least. I'm not going to say you're going to sound smart. <laughs> But you know what? You could take what we talk about here, and if it really interests you, and you want to dive deeper into it when you're sitting behind the church, uh, instead of catching some Z's, which is pretty unsafe, you can just scroll through the interwebs, look at a couple of these articles. Uh, today we're talking about has the White House become a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah? Should have put that as Sodom or Gomorrah. For the first time on this show, I've actually had a problem naming and titling today's show. Normally, dead leg. I just throw out a title. I've always said I don't care. What do I always say about the title? We don't care. I don't just care. Put, something up, put something up there. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal to me. Today's episode, for whatever reason, was a big deal to me. First, I was going to name it, um, has America become the modern day Sodom or Gomorrah? Nah, it doesn't work because this is this is more than a uh, more than an America issue. This is a global issue. So then I was like, has the world become Sodom and Gomorrah? That doesn't make sense because Sodom and Gomorrah were cities. They were towns within the world. And then I really started to think about it. And listen, our White House, we, we are arguably the strongest country in the world. We're kind of the leaders in the world. Everybody seems to look at us. At least that's the way it was three, four, five, 10, 20 years ago. Everybody looked to us. So, you know, being that we are the leader of the free world, if we're Sodom or Gomorrah, then the rest of the world's going to follow suit. And what is the uh, what is the the mansion, the house that sits at the cornerstone of our existence at number one? That's the White House. So I decided we'll name it. Has the White House become the modern day Sodom or Gomorrah? And um, you know, normally what what the leading what the leaders are going to do is what everybody else is going to follow. Uh, actually, there's a lot of history in beer that goes back to that. Double bockers, double box beers, strong beers made just for monks but because the monks were seen as leaders back then everybody started to drink it and then it became the devil's beer and that's why you have like doppelbach or um um you have a lot of uh the the ends of those beers ends in ator which is like satan so like troganate or or things like that because it was the devil's beer it became the devil's beer what i mean by that is uh, people are always going to follow the leader uh, and in this case the white house and what the white house does is what the rest of the world's going to follow 
And um, I, I think this is an important episode. Last week's episode, which, by the way, guys, unbelievable response from that last last week's episode. That was titled Our Most Important Episode Ever. Uh, to be honest with you, I started to listen to the recording on Wednesday, and I found it to be so cringe that I stopped listening to it. Almost called Elijah and said, take it down. I'm embarrassed. Um, but then all of a sudden, these messages, more messages than we've ever gotten from any particular show, started coming in and the words of encouragement, um, just the, the kind and words, uh, the words of, you know, that you guys spoke from your hearts. I normally don't read a lot of messages that are 10, 12 paragraph long, um, on our show. I might skim through them, but I read every single one this last week because you guys were pouring out your souls. You listened to me pour out my soul for that hour and a half. And I didn't realize how many people are in the same position I am or how many people could relate to that. And uh, that inspired me. And I am so glad. I did not know that that was going to touch the hearts of so many of you guys in such a powerful way. And and for those of you who reached out and, and said all those kind words, um, know that I read all of them. Know that some of them made me tear up. Uh, know that I shared some of them with my wife even. And um, it has really made me, and, uh, my wife, and my family and I feel very special over the last week. So, uh, for the bottom of my heart, thank you. This might be uh, the most important episode number two. I don't know. Uh, but since that episode, I don't know if it's that episode or if it's just life in general, some things in my life have changed. And I am going to get a little spiritual today on today's show. Um, and I, I just think it's serious. This was not planned. And that's why I think it's more and more, um, more and more almost, I don't want to say God speaking, right? But it's, it's something more. There's, there's been more things that have happened in my life that have just kind of led me to what I'm going to say today. And I just, I, I find it as almost God has been talking to me in a weird supernatural way over the last couple of weeks. And my life has just been kind of changing over, over the last week and not because I planned it to change, but just because it was. And the story today that we're talking about the white house becoming a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, why it's important to me, um, has really, really, really showed its face in the last week. And I, and I, I think it can only be from God. So we'll, we'll get into it. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good it's scary. The reason why I can sleep through these trying times, this modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, the reason I don't lose my mind and go crazy off of the rails is because I get a good night's sleep. And listen, listen, if you're going to dive into this stuff, if you're going to be aligned, we're going to talk about one of my best friends, one of my best friends whose life uh, was completely ruined by this stuff. Um, and it's because he wasn't getting a good night's rest. I'll tell you that it's not, he was not getting a good night's sleep. I cannot stress to you enough that if you're going to dive into these things, you're going to listen to shows like this. Um, and you should listen to the shows like this. If you're first responders, that means you got some thick skin, you've got some intestinal fortitude, but nobody's above a good night's sleep. And that's why we love ghost beds so much. They support veterans. They support law enforcement officers. It literally is sleep so good. It's scary. You know I preach about the pillows all the time. Look, I'm wearing a ghost bed shirt today. Didn't even know it. I just I love ghost beds so much. I'm wearing their t-shirt just because I wanted to wear their t-shirt today. Uh, right now, they're still running that 50% off sale across the board. Uh, they run that right after 4th of July. Those are just some great deals. But head over, go. you get that adjustable base, the zero gravity. You can turn your bed basically into a couch. Watch whatever shows you need to watch. You can lay it down. It's like the wedge. 
if you got some like weird sex moves you want to try out, dude, I'm telling you, you get a ghost bed and it's going to open up like six more chapters of the Kama Sutra for you. Uh, absolutely love ghost bed and everything that they do for first responders. Head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Also today we have uh, factor meals ready to go just for you. Nice and fresh, uh, healthy meals. They've got the protein pack meals. They got the low calorie meals. They got the gluten friendly meals. All the meals that you need for whatever you're on, they got it for you. Head over to uh, Factor.com. Use the promo code Wolfpack50. That stands for 50% off your first meal. Make your life easier. That's what I love about our sponsors. It's making everything easier for you. Get a good night's sleep. Get your meals ready to go when they're healthy. Healthy start. And you won't go insane. You won't go nuts. And you'll actually be able to combat some of the things I'm talking about or at least have the mindset to think about them critically. Um, and with a little bit of common sense and decency and empathy too. All that starts with a good night's sleep. When you don't have a good night's sleep and you don't eat right and you're not exercising, uh, you're just going to come off as a little uh, Alex Jones-ish, right? Good intentions, but it's not going to come out right. <laughs> Remember like the old Alex Jones rants, dude? Before everybody hated him, man. That was great. He's had stuff. some good ones over the years. He's had some good ones. I remember just being in high school. This was in the late nineties, early two thousands, and coming across him for the first time, and just, whoo, man, that guy's got that guy's got some passion. You got to give him there. But you know what? I also listen to Howard Stern and all those things too. I, you know, I've always been pretty well rounded. I listen to a little bit of everybody. Oh, I used to watch The View a lot. I'll still plug in onto The View. Uh, I do find it entertaining. I find all of that stuff uh, very entertaining, and. Uh, you know, you know, I'm just not the guy that cancels stuff. I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't listen to it because I don't agree with them. I listen to it and get just as much funny stuff. I watch all their videos. I probably have just as many left-leaning things that I follow on Instagram as I do right-leaning. And I look at all of them. I watch all of them. And I, and, and I learn something from everybody because you have to know both sides or... Uh, you, can't just, you can't just be one-sided. Uh, but let's talk about today's show. Uh, let's talk about today's show. White White House becoming. Listen, you heard my episode last week. If you haven't heard my episode last week, I'm guessing now I'm going to tell you to go listen to it. I would have been embarrassed, but now I get it. Now the painting, the picture is 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 starting to come to life. You know when you watch somebody paint at one of those halftime shows and they they have the painting upside down. You're like, what's going on? What's going on? And then they flip the painting upright and you see it. I have seen the painting. I have seen God has painted for me. Um, and I say God in a, in a in a way that I don't want you to turn this off. I don't want you to confuse me with with uh, the establishment of religion in any way, shape, or form. I do know that God is real. I do know that he is real, and I'm going to tell you how I know he's real, and I'm not preaching at you, and if you'll just give me a second. I know there's a lot of atheists out there. I know there's a lot of people who, who say, I don't have religion. I don't believe in God. That's great. I meet them all the time. I've met a thousand of them, and it's okay, um, but it doesn't mean we can't have a critical discussion without using the word God. We don't have to be so scared of the word God that we turn the podcast off before we even hear what the point or what the message is. We all have different beliefs. We all have a different way of life. And my beliefs has brought me to what I'm going to tell you today. So I do think it's important to tell you where, I, where I'm coming from in this so that you can understand me a little bit better. I know that God is real. I personally know that God is real. And how do I know that God is real? For me, it's because 
I did grow up in church and I was scorned by the church in my teens and I never went back or I loosely would go back to different churches from time to time. I bounced around, but the church, the establishment of church had hurt my feelings. It had broken me. And it's not until this week that I have understood what my animosity towards the establishment of church is. And it's because of my belief in God. And if you're going to say you believe in God, or if you're going to say that you're spiritual, or maybe you're, you believe in witchcraft or something like that. But what you are doing is that you are admitting to believing in a higher power and a higher being. And if you do believe in God in some form or fashion, what you're admitting to is that you believe in something that is so magnificent, so unimaginable, and something so unexplainable that it cannot be explained. If you believe in God or if you believe in spirituality, then you, by fault, are admitting that there is something bigger out there something more grandiose that cannot be explained and that you cannot put into words. And so if you believe in a God, then it is foolish to think that an establishment such as church can live up to the standards of something that is unimaginable and unexplaining, unexplainable. So to have these hopes that the establishment of church can hold up to the magnificence of some kind of God you're setting yourself up for failure and you can't put your you can't put your beliefs in the establishment you have to remember that your belief is something much much bigger than what the establishment is and until you can understand that then you will never get along with the churches because the church will never ever live up to the standard of something that is unimaginable, unexplainable, and so magnificent. Now, how do I know personally that God is real? I know that God is real because they say that God is love. And then you say, well, how can God love people? And there's a lot of arguments that'll come from the atheists and all these things and everything. But it wasn't until I held my firstborn child for the first time and I saw his eyes that I knew what unconditional love was. And I knew in that moment that there was a God because you cannot... I, it's unexplainable. If you do not have kids, I'm sorry. Um, no, you know, nothing against you. But I cannot, you, you do not know what love is. You cannot possibly know what love is. There's no dog that you could love enough. There's no girlfriend or wife that you can love enough. There is no love than the love of your own child. And I, I've seen that love, I've held that love, I've witnessed that love, I've been immersed in that love, and I've never been there before until that moment that I held my firstborn child that I knew what unconditional love was. It is a feeling, it's a power. It's like somebody trying to explain an ayahuasca trip. It's unexplained, but they can just say, trust me, you have no idea until you've done it. I'm saying, trust me, you don't know what real love is until you've held your firstborn child. And then you would think that there's no way that that love could get any bigger. And then you have a second child and there is more, and then the, your heart gets even bigger and there's more love. And then there's the third child and the fourth and the love gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's absolutely crazy and it's impossible and it's unfathomable. And it can only be because there is a God. There's nothing else that could give you that love other than God. And if you don't have that kind of love for your child, then you do not have God. You do not know God. You do not know love. 
And, and I say that from the bottom of my heart. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a religious. I don't know the Bible. I don't know anything. All I can say is that I know that to be real inside of my heart by some kind of weird faith that I know that there is a God because of the love that I feel for my firstborn children and, and, and all my children uh, from after that fact. And I know that that can only be given to you by some higher being and it has to be God. And I believe in God with all my heart and my soul. Um, and why that is important is because that love that I have for my children is the same love that God has for his children, us here on the planet. And there's something powerful about children. They are uh, something to protect. There's something to cherish and to hold on to. And when that goes away, when you don't have that love, you have chaos. And what I have seen in the last week of my life has opened my eyes. The painting has been flipped upside down that we live in a very dark and troubling times for the kids and it all is happening to me all at one time do you guys remember cuties uh, dad like do you remember the tv series or or the two the netflix movie cuties yes sir do you remember with the with the twerking girls uh in the 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 scandal the scandalous is that a word scandalous yeah. Scanty outfits. We remember that. Um, and and that, that outraged a lot of people in a good way. And uh, I remember what the arguments I were having from a lot of people um, that were trying to defend, that were trying to defend this, this movie that I felt didn't, didn't deserve to be a movie. Definitely wasn't appropriate to put right front and center on Netflix, an adult movie about teens um, twerking and dancing never seemed appropriate. And the fact that you would put, a loosely dressed 11 year old twerking on a cover on Netflix for everyone to see, I thought was highly inappropriate. And there was a lot of people that wanted to debate that. And now we have a new movie coming out called sound of freedom. And this movie is about uh, exposing some child sex rings and the same people that defended cuties are, opposing the sound of freedom and that's very telling and very scary to me and it's something worth talking about that there are actually a lot of people people that i personally know and these people happen to be lgbtq uh themselves which is scary to me and it makes me sad um a lot of these people are left there's not very many conservatives that i know that are going that are taking this route and it makes it makes me sad because I didn't want to see anybody take this route. Um, but I feel like it really hurts whatever movement that they were trying to normalize, that they were trying to 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 garner um, empathy from from the outside. But when you take your stance on a TV series or TV sh movie, whatever it is, on cuties. And you take the opposite stance on the sound of freedom. It's basically like you were saying you do not support the children. And I told you at the beginning of this show that I have a love for, for children, my own children, that is unimaginable. It's unthinkable. And it's godlike love. It's, it's a extreme pride in protecting and nurturing and raising properly. And I feel like that was given to me by God. And so it, it's personal to me. And I feel like when you take a stance against it, all of a sudden I have realized 
that I have to protect my kids especially because there are many people around me and in my circle that I have tried to cater to. I've tried to be open-minded. I've tried to have an open mind of con uh, of, of kindness and to try to understand where they're coming from in their queer arguments. Um, and and I, I don't necessarily see this coming from the lesbian or gay folks that I know, but mo- mainly so from the queer folks that I know. It's the people that I know that are LGBTQ that are flashing the flags and the symbols of LGBTQ with some kind of a of a of a pride for that. Um, that are the ones that are falling down this rabbit hole, and I can no longer be silent about it, and I can no longer support what you have going on. And I'm, I'm open about saying I do not. I no longer support this part of your community. I cannot do it anymore because it is, it is apparent to me that you are against the children from the stances that you take. And where is this coming from, Eric? Where is this coming from in one week? What happened to you? You guys know that my family, I talked a lot about my family and my kids being into skateboarding and my kids are very much into skateboarding. And there was a new skate park that was built in the city of Raleigh. And I'm all excited about this skate park. We wanted to go to it the other day. And so I go onto their Instagram sitting next to my 10-year-old. And I said, well, let's look, son. Let's look to see what's going on at the skate park. Let's see what the drainage is like. Because if it doesn't look like there's good drainage, there's no sense in us driving 45 minutes because it's been raining for the last three days. But if it looks like it's a good slope and it looks like it's going to dry quickly, I've got no problems trying it out. Let's go to the Instagrams. Let's look at some pictures and let's see what's going on. Now, If you don't know anything about a skate park, I will say that it's probably more often than not 75% kids uh, and 25% adults. Um, Sometimes you can get that down to 50. 50, it depends on what part of the day. But if you were to take the average number per week, including the weekends, um, and all times of the day, you would would have about 75% teenagers and children attending these skate parks and about 25% adults. So what do you think your Instagram's going to look like? I would say it's geared towards kids. A lot of teenagers, right? They're going to be looking at what tricks are going on. They're going to look at whether they want to skate this park or not. Their parents are going to be in on it. And so you're going to have a, a pretty high number of teens and children. And so we go there and they have an event, punk, a punk rock show. It doesn't really make it apparent where the punk rock show is being held, but it's presented by Night Riders Club, punk rock. Uh, punk rock show, uh, six punk bands and heavy metal bands, and then brought to you by, in big giant bold letters, QueerRaleigh.com. Um, and so you got to say, well, oh, okay, so there's an event happening. And my son's like, dude, dad, punk rock show at the park, because it isn't apparent that it is at the Knight Rider Club, which I finally learned that it was at the Knight Rider Club, and that makes it even more disturbing to me. So what is a Knight Rider Club? Well, during the summer, there's a lot of people that skate at night. Us included, we skated till about 11 o'clock the other night um, because it's too hot to go during the day. So I think Night Rider Club, um, wow, is there a club that's like us that, that doesn't like the heat in the summer and they skate at night because that would be dope. We do aggression sessions every Sunday with a group of folks who like to get aggressive and play hardcore heavy metal music and thrash the bowl. Um, and, and that's called an aggression session. Those usually last for about two hours. So if there's a nighttime session group like that, we'd love to get involved with it. So I'm sitting next to my son. I look up Knight Rider Club, not even thinking for a second that it is going to be some kind of gay club with the emphasis on some kind of weird kinks and sexual activities. First thing was uh, was a man in a cage with uh, with like a thong speedo type thing on. Keep scrolling down the Knight Riders page, and there's some transvestite shaking their ass in a thong. 
brought to you by QueerRally.com. You go to QueerRally.com and it is overtly sexual, a woman with nipple things on. And then you go a little bit further and it's what's your fetish, what's your kink? And it just goes on and on and it's all driven by sex. And I'm enraged. I'm angry at this post. Why would you think it is okay to promote this guy. It's just like the movie Cuties. Who thinks it's appropriate to put this out there knowing that there are teens and kids who are going to be influenced to go to QueerRally.com? What business does QueerRally.com have in promoting to an audience that 75, will even go 65% teens and children? What's the end game there? Why would you make it so overt? It is nothing but a complete and utter overt attack on the children and it makes me furious also in the same week this movie comes out called sound of freedom now let's talk about this really quick because i have a friend that i met in special operations he was a groomsman in my wedding um he is not married he does not have kids and he dedicated his life to serves our country he has purple hearts galore he has been shot in the chest he's been shot in the neck uh, he broke his collarbone on a deployment. He was blown up on uh, his war horse in Afghanistan, was killed. He was rolled over in an IED incident in Afghanistan where he drowned to death, went through months and months and months of recovering from that with broken vertebrae and spines. But he was on a child sex ring operation in Colombia, and he was shot in Colombia. But they rescued 12 kids and brought 12 kids back. And we would have these off-the-record conversations free of phone where he would break down and tell me that it's a crazy world. He went to Africa and hunted down human parts and uncovered uh, 500 or so slaves in an operation, in a, in a poaching operation. What started out was looking for poaching ivory. They found uh, human remains being trafficked through uh Africa. And then that led to actually 500 human slaves that they found in an, in a, in a market in Africa. And so this was a movie that he was very excited about because these are things that he was, that were classified that he wasn't able to discuss openly in public. And now it's been turned into a movie to explain what he and his team that he's still a part of have been doing for the last 11 years. And, and, Another friend of mine who worked that I deployed with who went military intelligence and then worked for the uh, the national um, what is it national intelligence agency yeah the NIA and when the NIA got started and he was in charge of scouring the dark web and he called me in 2014 no 2013 to tell me about a child sex ring that they had found and then they had been scattered to the four winds of the national intelligence agency because they found a sex ring that involved elite leadership in the American government. His commanding officer was removed from the NIA and was forced to resign early. He was removed from that division and sent back to a regular military intelligence unit with no reason necessary, no, with no reason given to him, other than they had found a sex ring. This caused him to go crazy. He then called me in the middle of the night and told me that the Clintons were after him. He told me that they, he knew too much and that he was going to be executed. My last words to him were on a Friday night. And I said, dude, you are not a lion. You have never been a lion. 
You've always been an Intel nerd and you are diving into lion shit and you are going to get eaten. You need to find a lion to do this work for you and stop trying to do it yourself. I'm not going to do it either because I have a wife and a family. And personally, I think you're fucking crazy because this was in 2014 at this point. That Saturday night or Sunday morning, he murdered his roommate for trying to poison him in a conspiracy plot to take him out. He has been catatonic and speechless since in prison. He cannot be talked to beyond myself or anybody else. It's almost as if he's been drugged to where he cannot speak. It's not a conspiracy. It's a real story. It's really happened in my life. And now I look at 2023 and I'm like, oh my God, what did he know? And that could that be true of what's happened to him? knowing everything that's going on. He had discovered a child sex trafficking ring in 2013 and his whole life was ruined since. Now we have a movie out called The Sound of Freedom and Dead Leg, um, I know that you've done a lot of research on this. What is, the headline news have completely tried to ruin everybody in this movie and tried to ruin the movie even though the movie is absolutely crushing it at the box offices and they have completely tried to denounce this movie and shame it even though it's all about sex trafficking and it's based on a true story about sex trafficking. I don't understand why they would like there's there's the hills to go die on, right? This is one that is easily that it's easy for you and me and anybody else that yeah, that's a hill to go die on. Protect the kids. So if you're, you're you're either protecting the kids or you're on the other side, the other side is not protecting the kids. Isn't that interesting? So why- Isn't that interesting that, and this is what I was saying, that if your community that you belong to, whether your community is a queer community, the left community, whatever your community that you identify as or you try to cling to, if they are not on the side of this movie, how can you personally objectively take the side of whatever if this is a republican democrat it doesn't matter i'm 100 percent pro let's go get these guys let's uncover every inch of this i don't care if trump's involved the sanctimonious is involved clinton's involved i don't care if drew breezy or andrea uplate was involved i don't care if it means wrecking c-minus media because three of my employees i don't like to say my employees three of uh, they're all contractors but three of the people who contract hosts for the c-minus media company um are sex deviants um in an illegal way or in a completely across the bounds inappropriate way if that means crushing my own company to expose them i'll do it cnn fox news how can you rally behind these folks? And we're going to talk about right now that if you look at this in this week, and I started diving into this, and it's crazy because we've covered each one of these stories loosely, but I wanted to bring them all together for you today to show you that we are really living in troubling times, guys. And whatever community it is that you're in, if you're a gay or lesbian and you're in the queer community, or the LGBTQ community, and the LGBTQ community is coming after this film, then you have to denounce that community. You have to. Not completely. It's like if if a, a certain church is diddling children's, I'm denouncing the church. It's done. Get out of here. That church is done. Everybody's fired. Just close it up. Start from the ground over. It's been poisoned. It's been tainted. Start over. I'm not saying give up on church. 
But I'm saying give up on that one. Give up on that one. They fucking failed. Chalk it off. Start over. It's that big of a deal. Boy Scout troops, the whole nine yards. It's that big of a deal. Let's go ahead and chalk up some of these articles uh, that I'm talking about here, guys. And I'm going through all of these, and it's getting crazier and crazier. I feel like uh, Andrea right now with all my notes. You had a trans topless female at the White House a few weeks ago showing her boobs, her fake boobs on the White House lawn. We have cocaine found inside the White House. We have sexual orientation queer flags being flown at the White House. We have Elliot Cutler, 80,000 images of child pornography found while he's running for, a, he's a gubernatial governor candidate. You have Stacey Lawson, um, the transvestite New Hampshire legislature who was arrested for distributing child pornography. You have Planned Parenthood executive uh, raided and then committed suicide during the raid uh, for having child pornography. You have a Republican who was caught up in, I believe it was Wyoming, for having copious amounts of child pornography. This isn't years ago, guys. These are all within from April. What's going on at our White House? Because our White House is the capital. That's where it starts. So they lead by example. So these things branch off of what your leadership is doing. We talk about culture so much and how the culture has been poisoned. The culture of Hollywood, the Harvey Weinsteins, the Feinsteins, the Epsteins, um, the leaders in Hollywood. And if you start looking at some of the weird perversions going on with the leaders in Hollywood, Oprah, Will Smith, we're going to dive into all of those on the new night shift coming up in five weeks. Uh, that the core leadership is into some really deviant sexual things. And that's not a conspiracy. We have Hunter Biden's laptop that proves that there are sexual deviancies, sexual, sexually questionable activities at the highest level going on. We have Bill Clinton in the White House doing these sexual deviant things. We have a, a, a diary full of inappropriate showers and sexual deviancies who is the, the, the daughter of our current president is checking themselves into a sex rehab. We have a sexual deviant problem going on at the highest level being the white house. We have cocaine being out. Do we have the video of, of Hunter Biden geeking out on July 4th? Look at this. This is what's going wild from our white house. Can we hear that? It's muted. Oops, sorry. I muted it. It's being made a mockery. It's being made a mockery. Maybe you guys have seen it trending on the TikToks and the Instagrams. But you got Hunter Biden completely geeking out. And come on, you can't say, well, maybe you just had the sniffles. We, there's way too much evidence um, in Hunter Biden's background that it's more likely than not that he was definitely geeking out on some cocaine uh, on that stage. Even Jill looks annoyed by the whole thing. Um, I've been around tons of people geeking out. As a sommelier, I've worked private events where people run in lines of blow. I've been to a million parties working for a network where I've seen people um, doing some blow. I've been around blow for years and years as a police officer. I've, I've arrested people on blow. I've seen I know what the, I know what all the signs are, okay? That dude's on blow. That dude's on, on cocaine. There's tons of pictures that prove it. And, and this is what sets the example for others to follow. And now all of a sudden, we're full of sexual deviant people that are just gracing, just, just 
grazing the headlines so it's not a big deal but when you put all the headlines together which i've done in this last week my mind is literally blown of how disgusting our government has become our white house has literally become sodom or gomorrah and it is setting the example for others to follow i'm not talking about politics here i'm not talking about if you're left or if you're right i'm not talking about these things what i'm saying is that there needs to be an accountability that we cannot allow ourselves to go down such a road that ends up poisoning the children all of these things are seen by the children all of these things if it wasn't, why would it be child pornography? If it was just a pornography issue, it'd be a different story. Probably started out as just pornography, but now it's turned into 80,000 images from a governor, a, govern, a candidate that's a governor or the sitting legislator in New Hampshire being caught distributing and selling porn or a high-level Planned Parenthood executive committing suicide during an FBI child pornography in a raid? Guys, we have a huge problem and child pornography and child trafficking is at the forefront. The fact that you can't talk about child sex rings and certain child sex rings on YouTube without being getting demonetized. We were demonetized. The longest we've ever been demonetized was because we talked about a sex ring a sex ring conspiracy theory. Absolutely insane times that we're living in and it's all been flipped upside down. The painting has been flipped side up, upside down and I see all of it now and I see all of it with this Sound of Freedom. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have seen Sound of Freedom. I cannot wait to go see it. I cannot wait to go see the movie now. I watched the trailer, but um, I watched the trailer because I talked to the groomsman at my wedding. I don't want to say his name. Can't say his name. But he said, Eric, you have to go see the film. This is important to me. You have to go see the film. This is what I've been doing for 12 years, and it's finally coming to light. He got shot in the neck in Colombia. Operating, taking down a child's sex ring. He got shot in the neck. I have the pictures on my phone. Never made the news. He's not going to get a Purple Heart for it. He's not going to get any arms because he did it as a private contractor for the military, for, for the, for the U S government though. Um, and he told me that when he gets out of this and he figures out a way to be safe about it, he'll tell me all the things that I need to know. But he says right now I can't do it. He says, I can't do it. And I said, why can't you do it? And he says, because if I do it now, I won't be able to continue doing the changes that I'm doing now. I won't be allowed to, I, I won't, I won't be able to do it. And basically what he's saying is that they'll kill him. That's what he's saying. How crazy is this? How crazy is this? How crazy does it sound? Like I feel like a lunatic talking about this right now. Am I crazy? Dead like, am I crazy that the closest people to me, two of the closest people to me, one is in jail for murder and is completely catatonic because he murdered his roommate because he thought he was being poisoned. I have the text messages on my phone. I was the last human being to talk to him. The detectives called me. Luckily, I was in North Carolina. He was in Florida. But I was the last person. He called me at night on Saturday night before he did the murder. And my last words were, hey, do you need do you need me to talk? What's up? He said, no, no, I'm good. You're sleeping? I said, yeah, I'm good. He's like, I'll call you tomorrow. I said, no, no, no. Dude, you're calling me at 2 in the morning. Something's up. Let's talk. He's like, no, no, no. I'm good, dude. It's cool. And I said, bro, I'm already up. Let's talk. He's like, listen, it's not a big deal. Call you tomorrow. 
Five o'clock in the morning, murdered his roommate. Sent me a message. Said threat was neutralized and that he had called 911 and let them know. What threat's been neutralized, homie? And then I find out, because I get a call from a detective, that he murdered his roommate. And that was on uh, Sunday morning. And that Friday night was the last, was the, the real conversation that I'd had with him was all regarding that he that they were out to kill him because he knew about this child sex ring that he had told me about in 2013. And I thought he was off the rails just batshit crazy. I thought he was nuts. And then his mother called me and said he has not talked and he has not spoken. It's been almost a year now and he hasn't opened his mouth and he's been hospitalized the entire time. We don't know what to do. And I said, Dad, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. But now here I am in 2023 thinking, oh my God. Oh my God. I think it's real. I'm finally convinced that this shit is real. Because I have my groomsmen telling me that I knew he was working on this sex ring, but I don't really talk to him a lot about it. He keeps a lot of that stuff hush-hush. I mean, he keeps it completely hush-hush until we started talking about this movie and he's begging me to go see it. And then all of a sudden, the only reason I didn't want to go see it was because I heard all the QAnon shit about it and I'm not really into the QAnon stuff, or am I? I'm really not. I mean, I really think that the... But with the child sex ring, what makes me think it's real is why would Rolling Stone defend Cutie, which is it is unarguably inappropriate. There's not one person that has a valid argument that that wasn't inappropriate in the manner that they promoted it. Just like there's no way you can argue that QueerRally.com should be sporting an event that's going to be 75% kids, and now they're hosting it at their club. Okay, none of that is appropriate in any way, shape, or form, whether it's at the skate park or, you know, they, they, they've accused me now for making my reel that it's fake information and that it's not for kids. Well, then if it's not for kids, why'd you put it on your Instagram and make it appear that it's for kids? See, you're, what you're trying to do now is justify it and make me look like I'm crazy and I'm full of informa- misinformation and saying, hang on, hang on, let's think about this. Why is QueerRally.com sponsoring this event, period? And why is it being held at a club like this? Period. That's kind of weird. It'd be like Adam and Eve, the sex store, sponsoring a skateboarding event. It's no different. What's the end goal here? We got to open our eyes, guys. We got to open our eyes. This isn't about politics. This isn't about who you're voting for. I don't care who you vote for. We got to do is put it, we got to start taking a stand and say, no, 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 no. This queer, sexual, overt, transgender stuff that is going on in our schools that is going on it is affecting of us all if it's affecting one town it's affecting all of the towns and just because it hasn't fallen on your lap yet doesn't mean that it's not happening it doesn't mean that it's not important and if you really 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 truly care about the kids then you have to truly care about this movement and you can no longer be afraid in offending your friends in the community i have called all of my gay friends in the community and i have given them fair warning Guys, for those of you out there who are doing the right thing, for those of you out there who are trying to live your life and navigate this world as you see it, uh, this isn't about you. But unfortunately, your establishment has been infiltrated by perverts. Same as the church was infiltrated by perverts and still is infiltrated by perverts. 
Boy Scouts is infiltrated by perverts, and they're all hiding under the guise of queer. Are all queer folks bad? No. But there are wolves in sheep's clothing hiding in your community, and if you are not willing to seek them out, and you're not willing to take ownership of that, then I cannot support your community. How do I support churches? Is because they take ownership of the, the, the debauchery or the things that they have failed at. The ones that don't, shame on them. And I have given tons of heat to the church about trying to cover it up, trying to cover up their sexual malfeasance. Is that a word? Did I use that word right? Jansen's about right. Okay, you have to take ownership or then you are going to need to be cut off, or and you should be cut off. And you and and everybody should be trying to hold the churches accountable, the Boy Scouts accountable, the queer community accountable. All of these folks should be held accountable, and nobody uh, is is immune to that. And I hate when you say, "Well, uh, what about the Boy Scouts in the church?" Great. What about them? We'll hold them accountable too. Absolutely. Just because you're queer and you hide behind the LGBTQ doesn't mean that you have immunity from us calling you out. Because you're not cleaning up the perverts that have infiltrated your community. The perverts that show their ding-dong in the parade and twerk their ass in front of kids that are sitting down on the street watching your parade. They should be beaten to death by your own community. If your community cares about the kids, as you preach, it was, then when you saw that, do that shit in the ghetto. Do that shit in the inner cities. Go after an inner... The inner city's got a lot of problems. Gang communities have a lot of problems. Go try to fuck with their own. Watch what happens. See if you make it out of that community alive. They'll burn the house down, baby. They'll throw rocks through the windows. They'll burn it all down. Right or wrong, but just because you even appeared to fuck with their community, they're going to burn your shit to the ground. We've got to have that same tenacity with this. We, if, if you want to win back your community, if you want to win back, if, if you churchgoers, you Christians, and I am a Christian, and I am not a churchgoer, but I am a Christian, and if you want to take back the church, then we got to start holding people accountable. We've got to go to war. When your church starts diddling children, you got to go to war with your own church. you got to make sure these folks never diddle another child ever again. It's got to be the most important thing on the agenda. If you're a Boy Scout leader, you're a Boy Scout troop, and you find out one of these troop guys has been dealing with kids or he's got questionable child pornography going on, then you've got to hold them to the highest accountability. And I'm not talking about six months in jail probation like Elliot Cutler who was found with 80,000 images. 80,000 images and he's only, he did less than six months in jail, and he's a registered sex offender and a convicted felon. That's it. No, 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 no. Unacceptable. That dude should be literally mentally and emotionally tortured the rest of his life for what he's done, for having that, for doing that, for dabbling that. Again, not anything to do with politics and everything to do with stopping this over-sexualization that is poisoning the children. All this OnlyFans shit. Listen, I'm I'm a guilty to it. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've never looked at porn or I haven't fucking laughed at some funny shit and, and looked at some really uh, disgusting images and been a part of it. But now that I am aware that this has trickled down to the children, 
I'm not tolerating any of it anymore. I'm going to start fighting all of it. I'm going to start fighting all of it because it's in the hands of the children. And the kids that have access to the phones, it's not being monitored. You've got 12-year-olds who can look up whatever they want, 10-year-olds looking at whatever they want. They can have any porn, any time, any place without having to sign in, register, without any kind of uh, lock and key, they can, they can consume it. And it is going to turn into Sodom and Gomorrah and nothing good comes out of that. Period. Nothing comes out of it, period. You got anything on that, uh, dead leg? It's just like when we were in Iraq back in the day, I was over there in 03 and 04, like the when you're fighting your enemy, your enemy is going to do what they want to try to do to try to blend in. They don't want to be seen. If you can, if you can go in and infiltrate, you know, your you know, behind enemy lines per se. So if you can go and infiltrate, and you can be in a school, or you can be in the Boy Scouts, or you can be in the, in the church, or you can be in all these target-rich environments, there's a reason they're there. It's where all the kids are. So we have to. It, it, you just got to hold them accountable. And when someone says, when the, you know. The, the ones that are being held accountable, if they're part of this community, you that community has to out this person. No, this is they're not part of our community. We, we don't support this. Just like when a, like when we say there's no one that hates a bad cop more than good cops, you got to be the other side of this for this community. There's no one that hates this more than us because it puts a bad look for us. It puts a bad light on this community. This community, we want to have this. We're looking for this for our community. We want to love and we want to be able to be ourselves. But we don't want to be ourselves with kids. And if this is what it's going to be, you, you, you got to out this. You got to out your own. You got to let them know, hey, guys, this isn't cool. We can do this behind closed doors over here. But as soon as you bring kids in, you got a problem. Like the movie, there were senators and, and congressional, like people telling, saying that the Department of Justice should investigate Netflix for distribution of child pornography for this film. That's how bad this film was. And you have multiple, 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 not one, not two, but multiple news outlets defending this film. Cuties. Cuties. But then at the same, yep. they have the other side of it, the Sound of Freedom, not one time in the movie does it mention QAnon. Not once. The entire movie. But every time you look up an article right now, Rolling Stones, Cuties review a coming-of-age movie caught in culture wars. Thanks to major marketing mistake, this award-winning French movie has been accused of sexualizing girls. Well, that's because it sexualized girls. It's actually a sensitive portrait of growing pains that deserves to be seen. I'll read the other article or the the next uh, headline: "Sound of Freedom" is a superhero movie for dads with brainworms. The QAnon triggered. Thriller is about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscious of a conspiracy idled boomer. This is from Rolling Stones. So Rolling Stones on one hand is going to defend all of the sexualization of children. And on the other side of the coin, they're going to say it's QAnon and it's conspiracy theory. And in articles, this movie is based off of an actual person that is alive. This is a person exists. It's still alive yeah. today. Is Rolling Stones interviewing the person that's alive and exists today? No. Trying no, to learn that they, story? Are they trying? But the, 
But they'll no. add. But they'll add that the DHS won't comment on this person whether this person actually worked for him or, or didn't work for him. Well, yeah, that's the government agencies. They're not going to comment on that. You're not going to get the CIA. You're not going to get the Department of Justice. You're not going to get the. If you got people working in these rings, you're not going to out them because they're in these rings. They're they're able to get info. It's hard to infiltrate this stuff. It's not like you can just get on Craigslist and go, "Hey, can I find a 12 year old?" It's not that easy. But it is in a sense because you can just get on Rolling Stones and go, "Hey, which editors are supporting this stuff? Who's who's publishing this stuff?" And then you can go back months later and find out, "Oh, Elliot Keller begins jail sentence for child porn charge. Mayor arrested for child porn charge." <laughs> like we're, we're seeing it, and it just takes. 30, 60 days for these people to just come back around and go, oh, yeah, it's because you guys are diddling kids too. Like this is not a, this is not a hard one at all. This isn't a, oh, uh, should we do this? This, is just, this isn't a debate like with like, like abortion. I can see both sides of the coin on this. I don't see a side of the coin where fucking children is okay. No. There's no I, I side saw, of that coin. I even saw an argument that they were saying, well, like, oh, it wasn't even until the 1900s that they even made the age, uh, that they put an age on it. But they used to marry 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds back then. Great. Well, you know what? That's not how we do things. You know what else they used to do back in the old days? They used to blow snot into a bowl and pass it around. You know what I mean? They also used to do lobotomies back in the fucking day. Like, there was a lot of shit that they did back in the day uh, that, that we don't do anymore. Because we're a civilized shit in a bucket and throw it society. Out the window. It's what happens when you become a civilized society. Um, and we can do more. Somebody in the chat said, my children are grown and I weep for my grown children. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes in life is, uh, never be sorry for raising dragon slayers in a time that dragons exist. Never be sorry for raising strong children in a time when we need strong children to stand up for this kind of radical bullshit. You, you know, you talk about the radical right wing, radical left. There's nothing more radical than this. There's nothing more radical than people taking offense to child sex crimes. The fact that people are offended by that is radical to me. It is absolutely radical that you are defending in any way, shape, or form. It's it's like, oh my gosh, Camel cigarettes when they had all the cartoons. You know, people were like, dude, this is stupid. Why are you? Why are you just Camel need to have cartoons for cigarettes? Like, who are they trying to market to? Who's gonna Who's gonna be entertained by this? Kids. Do you, be, do you so remember like candy cigarettes? Yes. None of that stuff's around anymore. Right, because it was unreasonable. Because it was like a dev, it was like an a, it was it was an inherent attack on kids. They were marketing to kids, and we put an end to that shit because it was not appropriate. But it's okay to put queerrally.com on your skateboarding events and, and direct people to an uh, to a site that children have no business going to. Oh, well, children see a lot worse than that. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should not. They should not. Um, and, and again, you know, I have in the past even joked about it too. Like, um, I, I've, I've joked about, um, uh, inappropriate, uh, inappropriate jokes that involved kids and things like that. And, and, uh, but like I said, the painting's been flipped upside down. It's not a joke anymore because it's fucking real. See, I, 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 I would, 
what was that movie with uh, Will Ferrell? Not a movie, but it was like a skit where the little kid opens the door and he's like, what the fuck, Mr. Will Ferrell and stuff like that, you know? Cussing at oh, me. The, you know, that shit was uh, funny to me. Yep. It should, yep. It's still funny the landlord. to me. It's still funny to me, but the problem is, is that's not a, a, a funny act anymore. People thought that it could be real. And they're raising their kids literally to act that way, not as a joke. And that's fucking scary, man. Like, like I said, the painting has been flipped up upside down. A lot of things, um, a lot of things are going to change in my life. I, I'm, I am no longer going to pass up a social media post aimed at or directed or kids by the LGBTQ community without leaving a comment. I don't give a fuck if I start the internet fight. I'll just drop the comment and go. I have to start making it clear. We all have to make it clear that the majority of people are not going to be silent about this shit anymore. We're not scared of being called a homophobe. We're not scared of being called a bigot or whatever it is that you want to label us and name us. We're going to start making it saying that this is stupid. Why would you post something like this? I'm not going to pass up another post without leaving a comment like that that I feel is completely inappropriate or I think in any way, shape, or form could mislead or misrepresent the children and lead them astray. Because at the end of the day, what's their end goal? They want more people to go there. When I see Taylor Swift do it, I'm going to make a comment. When I see my favorite actors doing it, I'm going to call them out on it. When I, when I hear about all this stuff, I'm going to start calling it out and I do not care. I have ignored those things because I did want to fight on social media and, you know, social media, mental health. Well, when you go to war, you can't just hide. You can't say, well, I can't fight today in war because I'm just, I'm mentally broken. The enemy doesn't give a shit about your mental brokenness. Pick up your sword, pick up your shield and get back into battle. When the battle is won, you can worry about your mental health and all that stuff, but you got to win the battle first. Before you go hide, you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? The fighting doesn't stop because you don't feel like fighting today. The fighting doesn't stop because you got a blister on your foot or because you had a hard battle yesterday. I don't really feel like much battling today. I had a real fight. You imagine, imagine that in the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. Man, we really got our asses kicked yesterday. Uh, it was a really bad battle. It didn't really look good for us. But, um, you know, mentally, dude, I'm tired. Didn't get to sleep on my ghost bed last night, and uh, I'm just going to take a me day today. I'm going to sit this battle out. Can, can I take no. a, a mental he- mental health day? No, 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 no. There's no mental belt health days until we've won uh, this thing, and I'm going to start fighting back on the social media webs. I hope that you guys will fight with me. hope that you guys will join me in the battle. When I see you guys tag yourselves in a comment, and I mean, within reason, guys, within reason, don't ruin the movement by, you know, calling people pieces of shit. You still got to be empathy. You still got to fight the battles the right way. You know what I mean? Don't be committing war crimes, uh, you know, proverbial war crimes, you know, by just, you, you know, shitting on them, but bringing valid arguments, thinking critically before you make that comment of saying, hey guys, wait a minute, wait a minute. I see your post here. Hey, Taylor Swift, do you think that's reasonable to show your ass like that, knowing how many kids are in that audience? Like, what, who are you trying to, who are you trying to market to right now? Who do you want, you know, Who's what's your post game here? Geared towards? Who's you this know, post geared toward? Right. You, you've you got, and listen, I know some of these people are just, you know, that there's kids that, that listen to things that they shouldn't and some things are for adults, but it needs to be made inherently clear that it's for adults. 
Um, and if it's not inherently clear that it's for adults, then why are you putting it out there? Um, and if you're not taking a stand that, hey, adults should be listening to my music and not the kids, well, then that's part of it. But if you're making something knowing full well and trying to entice the kids to listen to it, it's fucked up, man. It needs to stop. We need to be uh, more courageous and brave in calling some of this stuff out as you see it. When you see an article about a governor with 80,000 images of porn, it should be shared on your face and social media and you should be making comments of, if anybody thinks that this guy should get six months, you're crazy. This guy should be doing six years. 80,000 images of child porn. We should know what, what those child porn was. What kind of child porn was this dude looking at? Where did it come from? Who's investigating where he got it? People should be afraid. It shouldn't be in the shadows. Well, we have these secret agencies that are trying to take down. We do. We know why we have marked patrol cars and more marked patrol cars because we have undercover patrol cars. It's because there are studies that show when people see marked patrol, when people see blue lights, they don't fucking commit crimes. They say, ah, nope, this is a hard target area. A lot of cops, a lot of blue and lights. They don't commit crimes. When they don't see blue and whites, when they don't see blue lights and sirens, when they don't hear the sirens, they say, there's no cops over here. Let's commit some crimes. This shit needs to be out in the open so that people are afraid to commit crimes. They should be so scared that they're talking to an FBI agent that they just don't do it. They're actually scared straight. <laughs> they're square. They're scared straight. Um, and that starts with all of us. At the Wolfpack, I want to see all the time. I don't ever want to get tired of it. I'll never be waver from this battle. We need to post this shit every time. I just read you guys four articles. There are four articles in the news right now that since April, that's three months, that's less than 90 days that directly impact the children of this country. Trans topless person exposing themselves on the White House lawn. Everybody should know that the White House is having events and hosting events that people think it's okay to flash their titties out on the lawn, out of the White House, at the Capitol, at the most respected place in the country, and you've got this debauchery going out. The White House should come out and say, this is despicable. This is a disgrace to the White House. This is not what the United States is about. This is disgusting. And at the Capitol grounds, at the height of, of society across the world, this isn't appropriate. You have Elliot Cutler again with 80,000 images running for governor. This guy should be outed and everything about him should be outed. Stacey Lofton arrested New Hampshire legislator for distributing porn. That should be all over. Who are they distributing porn to? Child pornography. Who was Stacey Lofton sending pornography out to? The Planned Parenthood executive who they did a raid on his house and he committed suicide. How did he get to commit suicide? How did you plan a raid and hit the neighbor's house? You hit the wrong house. Do you know how hard it is to hit the wrong house? That's when the Brianna Taylor raid shit came out and they said that they hit the wrong address. I was like, eh, probably not. Probably not. Because there is so much reconnaissance. There are so many, you, I mean, you're talking that the judge won't sign off on these warrants unless they see the color of the door, a picture of the address, mail that indicates that they are physically living there, proof. How do you know there's no children in there? How do you know that there are no elderly in there? How do you know all of these things that you have to articulate? Uh, and again, you have to have a senior official go and put eyes on the target before you hit the target. They have to point with their finger in a covert car 
That is the target. I look at the the supervisor looks at the part. The I'm telling you, it is almost impossible to hit the wrong target. Can it happen? Sure, but it is highly, highly unlikely. And so, this uh, Planned Parenthood exec's house, they go and hit the neighbor's house, and 24 hours later, this man commits suicide in his own house. And and there was more to that story than just that. Huh, huh. Is it just chance that this, out of all of the impossibilities of hitting the wrong house, that it just so happened that in this exact case, or Ashley Biden's diary, or uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, I mean, how how are, how long are we going to continue to just say these are accidents, and it's probably not true? How many people are going to be suicided before we just fucking erupt and say th- 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 these people are getting murdered? Stop saying suicide. This is murder they're not committing suicides they are being murdered epstein was murdered and now we should be looking at this planned parenthood exec who has committed suicide because they just happened to accidentally hit the wrong house across the street giving him 24 hours to learn about it and then miraculously suicides when are we not going to start looking at all of these things and start looking at them as a murders? And the reason why it's not a conspiracy is because you look at cases like the boys on the tracks where you got five people in one case who are all suicided under the most extreme and crazy and ridiculous suicide attempts. That's not suicide anymore, folks. We know that this isn't suicide. This is murder. And we have to start crawling it as we see it. Stop allowing people to call you conspiracy theories. I've been hiding behind it for so long because I didn't want to feel like a wackadoodle. The painting has been flipped up and I see the face of the painting. I understand what's going on. I understand what's going on. This is crazy and it's ludicrous and we all have an obligation. You call yourself a warrior. You call yourself a protector, first responders. I'm a firefighter. I'm a protector. I would run into a burning building and die to save a child that I don't know. I'm a first responder. I will hunt down somebody who's been kidnapped. I will hunt down these predators. They are not, I am relentless in my pursuit. If it ever came across my lap, I would be relentless in my pursuit. Okay, it's on your lap. That's happening right now. Where's your relentless pursuit? Where's that promise you made to yourself? Because it's fucking happening. It's happening right in front of your face. It's happening at my skate parks, in my towns. It's happening in your towns. It's happening at your parades. Is there a gay parade where somebody's throwing a ding-dong in your town? You better be there next year and counter-protest it. The time to be silent is over, folks. I swore I would never protest. I'm too good for that. I don't have time for that. Not anymore, guys. Not anymore. Not when it's spilled over into my children. You've got one coming up that you know that somebody's throwing their ding-dong around? Send me. Send me. Let me see a man showing his ding-dong in front of kids. I don't care how outnumbered I am at that parade. Let me see it. Send me. Here am I. I'll be at that parade. I'm not talking about violence, but I'll be out there on that street with my chest out and a sheet held high over the faces of those children. I'll be trying to get a sheet covering them up. Everything within like like MLK uh, preached or whatever, we don't have to do this with violence. You can do it with critical thinking. You can do it strategically. And you have to take the high road in this battle. It has to be. It's a must. Or the people who are leaving you a, a homophobe. I made my reel 
on this skate park thing. I made my reel and I was immediately called a homophobic. I was immediately uh, called by an employee at a skate shop in that town of Raleigh. And they told me to take it down and they, they have lost their respect for me because I'm a homophobic. Because I called out this QueerRaleigh.com shit. Your son's going to lose. Why did you do it on your family account? Why didn't you do it on your personal account? Because your kids are going to lose followers. You're saying that my kids are going to lose pedophile supporters and pedophiles? We're going to lose those friends? Okay. Or can you have called me and said, hey, dude, you're exactly right. And this state shop, we didn't know it then. We didn't see it. It wasn't apparent to us. And that's okay. Like I said, guys, I was looking at the painting too, upside down. I didn't see it. Ah, it's whatever. Let the gays be the gays. Let the queers, let these fucking weird parades, just don't go to them. Just don't take your kids to them. Just let them be that. Because I too saw the painting upside down. I didn't know that it was a pen until it's been flipped up in the last couple of weeks. I now see the painting. They can see that painting and they should call and they say, we see it, Eric. We understand. We went to the queerrally.com and we saw how inappropriate it would for kids to be seeking that out. You're right. As a sponsor of that event, as our skate shop, we're either going to take our names down or we're going to make them take that sponsor down. You're right. You're right. But no, they didn't. And now I can't go to that skate shop with my kids. And now my kids aren't going to be welcome at that skate park because we were not okay with it. And I'm fine with that. I, we went to the skate park yesterday, a different one. And my wife said, are you at all nervous that one of those haters in your comments is going to be here? I said, I'm not. I'm not afraid of that. We wouldn't have all these civil rights and all these things if people were too afraid to go out there. I'm not afraid anymore to say I will go and protest. I'm not afraid to say I'll be there. And I'm going to be there, if anything, silent to make sure that the line isn't crossed. I might not be there overtly protesting. I don't need to wear a shirt that says what my religious beliefs are just to start problems. What I can do is show up as a normal guy and when I see a ding dong out in front of kids, I can walk out and put a sheet over it. I can walk out and sternly say, sir, that's inappropriate. There's children right there. Put your ding dong back in your pants and I can start some shit. I'm not talking about showing up with weaponry. I'm not showing up with trying to stop the event. What I'm saying is, is that when it crosses the line, I will be there to say, I don't care how outnumbered I am, I am going to be the one that stands up and say, that's inappropriate, homie. When there's a school reading, when there's a school library thing, and there's a trans that's going to be there, I'm going to show up. And if this trans shows up, and and, and then there's nothing overtly sexual going on, and they're not overtly pr pr uh, provocative and breaking the dress code that all the other kids have to abide by, when, they, when they're wearing shorts that their ass cheeks are hanging out, then I call it out. And I say, stop right there. There's a dress code at this school and you do not fit that dress code. Get out. Come back wearing something more appropriate. When they start reading something and it becomes sexual, stop right there. Those are kids in this room and you're reading something overtly sexual. Stop it. And that's it, guys. That's what you need. That's what you need. You're not out there to stop this break because that's not going to get us anywhere. It's not going to get us anywhere, but we have to get a part of the movement. We have to become a part of the movement to stop this garbage. I'm going to go see the movie. I'm going to go see the movie. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to go see the movie. I wasn't going to go see the movie. I'm going to go see the movie. I'm going to go see the fucking movie. 
I, I normally wait for everything to go on Netflix. I don't like sitting in movies. I got a million excuses why I don't like sitting in theaters. But I'm going to have the balls to go sit in the theater for this one because it's more than that. And you got to be brave. You got to be courageous. You got to be able. If you're going to fight in the battles, you got to be able to put on that armor. And it's not just about putting on the armor, but you got to go get on the front lines. You can't just put on the armor, take a picture, and sit on social media and say, I'm a warrior. You got to put on, and by armor, I mean the armor of God or the armor of your conscience. And you got to get your tail out there, and you got to be ready to protect and hold by the oath that you swore to yourself that you're going to fucking protect. And you got to be a protector. Sometimes to be a protector, you've got to be a warrior. You got to be able to walk out there and say, stop it. And you can beat the shit out of me all you want. You can call me names, burn crosses in my front yard, do satanic rituals on me uh, with your little pin doors, cast your spells. I'm fine. I'm fine. Not going to stop. I'm not going to stop standing up for what I believe in. Kill me if you got to. Here I am. And, um, you know, that's, that's my important episode number two for the week. We're going to go back to regular last call next week, I promise you. I promise you. But I hope that you guys know where I stand on this. And I hope that if there's anybody out there that has an argument on why any of this is okay, you're not going to get any empathy from me on this. You're not going to get my sympathy from this at all. You, you, you can call me out. You can try to ruin my company. You can ruin our brand. I don't care. We're not going to stop. And C-minus media will always be 100% pro-children. As much as we are pro-Anne Frank, we are pro the children, baby. We're pro the troops. We're pro the children. We'll support the troops the same way we support the, or we'll support the children the same way we support the troops. It's just as important. So, um, again, today's show brought to you by ghostbed.com, factor, and mybookie.com. We got a lot of bets coming up this, this summer. Um, this is the last week. You've got to go and sign up. If, you, if, you're, if you're a gambler at all, and, and again, by gambler, I mean like if you play in the lottery, you get your little lottery pools, you get your little first responder pools, you're betting on some games, come do that with us. Get you a MyBookie account because next week um, I'm going to be doing some group betting uh, activita, activities with you guys, and, and we'll all see how we do and how we fare out. I'm not talking about a whole bunch of money, maybe 10, 20 bucks here and there, 30 bucks, whatever it is. If you guys want to go crazy, you got some deeper pockets, feel free. Um, but Daddy of Five, you know, they say you can't win the lottery if you don't play. I don't play the lottery, but I always, to be a part of the group, to have a little bit of fun, I always bet on the fights. Um, when I go with the SWAT team to watch the fight, we all watch the fight at one of the houses, and uh, the SWAT guys are there, and we always put you know some money down on these fights and things like that. So, um, um, I'm gonna instead of doing that, we're gonna do it through mybookie.com and have some fun with that, and we'll be talking about how much money I lose, um, and, and I'm not using my own personal money for my family. I'm actually gonna use the uh, C minus media money. Um, and so maybe we'll crash the uh, company. Uh, I'm kidding. It's only 20 or 30 bucks. But uh, if you want to get in on that fun and, and that's something that you enjoy doing and it's something that you like to do respectfully and healthy, um, just like, you know, moderately drinking or anything like that, uh, you know, I never condone starting a bad habit. Um, but if you want to play and have a good time with us uh, and, and keep it safe, you know, we'll be over at mybookie.com. Use that promo code Wolfpack and get some sweet deposit bonuses, baby. Uh, so I'll be excited. And that's all going to start next week. So we'll know who's on it and who's not because I'll have like little Facebook groupies going on um, so that we can get into these 
these fun little bets and, and maybe carry it up through through the football seasons and as long as we have my bookie. So use my bookie promo code Wolfpack. Let me acknowledge some people in the chats. Davey says, Tansy, I got your six running support on the pitch and in life. Heck yeah, dude. Listen, the pitch is full of it. The pitch is full of it. And I know that um, uh, rugby players are a foul and nasty group, and that's what I love about them. Um, and I, and, and, but when the, the kids are at the park, we can't be afraid to say, boys, tone it down. Tone it down, tone it down, tone it down. We're not doing the Zulu right now. Save the Zulu for tonight when the kids aren't around. Michael Andrews says, to be clear, they pull their phone out and talk on it like the ringer is on and they answer it, not just checking my face or whatever. I don't know what that is. Um, I just missed it. I just, that was out of context and I apologize. Um, uh, let's see. A lot of these things I'm reading out of context because you guys were in your own chat. So uh, Lumber Chef says, there is no articulated, well-rationed argument for, for pedos. 100% right, Lumber Chef. You're absolutely right. 100% on that. Falconer says, Eric, we love it when you go on your rant and added bonus dead leg ranted. Yes, he did. Um, and you can hear Deadleg's rants on his own on our Patreon. If you want to hear more Deadleg, he has his own little rant sessions, and so does everybody else on our Patreon. So you're more welcome. If you want the extra content and you like this stuff, um, you can support this show by uh, becoming a Patreon. We are over 100 Patreon subscribers, over 100 you paid YouTube subscribers. And so we love that. Cupcakes Cameo says, my husband and I want to go, but we have no one to keep the baby, and no one likes a baby in a theater. You're right, cupcakes and cameos, and I would never say to put the movie before the children. You're absolutely right, right? Uh, you know, maybe the husband goes uh, one night by himself to see it and support it, and then uh, one night you go and see it and support it with your girlfriends. I know that's tough. Listen, we all got our lives. I'm not judging you whether you go and see it or you're not. I'm, I'm just as guilty. I say I'm going to go see it, and I am, but honestly, like right now in my brain, I'm like, I can't even find time to put up extra patreon account because every single inch ounce of my day is 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 up in the air i'm going to doctors because my wife's babies do here any minute uh i've got uh, events going on at the distillery i mean I, I get it but it's important to me because the movement is important to me and so the movement is bigger and i have to say what's does, does me sacrificing some way in time and money to go see this film help the movement and the answer is it does and is this the most uh, important movement in my life? It is because I, I'm invested in my children. And so I'm invested in my children's future. So yes, I'm going. I'm fucking going. I'm going to go see the movie. And I hate the theater, guys. I really do. I really hate it. But it is important to me. Um, James Russell was up in the chats. Thank you, James Russell. Uh, Carly, she says, Woo, happy Patreon mile. Chickamite. Thanks. Everyone's talking about it, and I didn't know it was only in theaters. Yes, and um, oddly enough, there are tons of theaters that their air conditionings are breaking. Lots of air conditioners are breaking in the theaters. So if your air conditioner at your local theater isn't working in that particular room, put it on the social web. There's, there's tons of videos going out. Um, and now they're starting to put a stop to that because so many people are coming out with it. They're like, it's been happening in several theaters across the country that the air conditioning is out and that, and they're trying to refund tickets. They're trying to do everything they can to stop this movie, even though it destroyed Indiana Jones in the box office. Hollywood's scared. I really do think, you guys, that this shit's hitting the fan for Hollywood. And it's up to us to make sure we take it back. And this is taking it back starts with this sexual, deviant, disgusting behavior and stop the tolerating of it. Stop celebrating the inappropriate TikTok booty dance. Stop watching it. 
Stop watching it. Stop it. Stop looking at it. Stop going to TikTok and seeing a girl pretend to be a younger girl and doing whatever sexual shy shit is. I don't care if you say, oh, well, she's definitely 21 and I'm going to jerk off to it and blah, blah, blah. Stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because that is leading to other people. It might not you. It might not lead to you watching child pornography. But somebody out there it is is saying, well, if this is okay and this is good, I'm going to go a little bit further. And I'm turned on by children. And it's leading to, to, to that. So you've you got to stop supporting it in all shapes or forms. If in any way, any way it comes back, if these anime cartoons where the girls are talking like little kids and they're dressed in really super scandalous outfits to make you think that they're children, even though they're in an adult role. I know that you like anime. I know that you're just in it for the story plot and it's not overtly child pornography. It's leading to child pornography. It's leading to other people that can't tolerate it, looking at it, and therefore, sadly enough to say, it's got to go. You can't support it. You cannot support it. You have to make sacrifices. There is no joy without sacrifice. If Pornhub isn't going to protect the children, you have to boycott Pornhub. I don't care how horny and single you are. You have to do it. You've got to boycott these things. You've got to boycott your local gay bar if it is spilling out onto the streets at inappropriate times of the day. What goes on at night after hours for adults, adults making adult decisions, that's not your business. That's not your place. But when it spills out to the kids, that's your business, that's your place. Everybody, whether you have kids or you don't, it's your business. I'm done preaching at you. I'm done talking at you. Uh, Next week, I'll talk with you. Um, (laughs) Michael says, I'm single, I'm married, and I have a dedicated PH phone. I'm guessing that's a Pornhub phone. <laughs> oh gosh. Is that what PH is that? Is that are you saying that you have your own phone for Pornhub? Jeez, you disgusting human being. Um, I was going to say the same thing, but I thought he was making a good message. I am. I am. Guys, listen. Um, you know, um and I was I'm saying Pornhub because there was a, a lot of uh, backlash because they they were promoting a lot of child like pornography. And and those companies they can't do that. They can't do that. And they also need to be making it impossible for kids to be able to get on there. You should absolutely have to have a login. You absolutely should have to log in every time you go to Pornhub. I don't understand why you wouldn't. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> he says he's got tennis elbow, but his buddy calls it marriage elbow. I feel sorry for you. So I got 99 problems, but getting late ain't one, man. I got a wife who... Treats me right, brother. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, let's go. Let's start the fight. I hope to see you guys all on there. I hope I started a fire with some of you guys. We need as many people in this movement as we can get. Um, and we need as many people protesting this stuff healthy in a healthy way as we can get. So uh, stay frosty, stay fresh, guns up, and giddy up, Wolfpack. <laughs>